Dismounted by you. I've been a dipshit for, for the, the longest time. <laughs> Maybe she won't last very long. I think I'm so right. You couldn't be more wrong. <laughs> Devs are the greatest sequel guys of all. Well, they can lesh my balls, <laughs> but, but they're, they're better, better than, than end users. users. We haven't had a good old-fashioned intro screw-up in a long time. No, you just <laughs> weren't there. I just, <laughs> I just had a small stroke of Does anyone here smell toast? <laughs> I, was, I was sitting there just waiting for the thing, and I was like, Shouldn't that, have got, shouldn't that have happened already? Oh, God. You know what makes it worse? You is... told me you're ready. <laughs> no, <laughs> I know. It's what made such a big deal out of being ready. God, Jim, we've got it. Jeez, Mom. But you know what makes it worse? I'm, I'm already... Vegan, it's your line. <laughs> no. Assholes have me doing it. Now. I know. It's funny, though. God, they annoy me so much. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, the problem is... One of the problems is I'm a redhead, and when I get embarrassed, my face changes color. And that just makes me laugh more in this particular case because, anyway, so hi. Today is February 21st, 2014, which makes it no particular holiday that I'm aware of. Um, and uh, Who's dot .egg? 5.25. They, wow, that didn't last long. Dot, got, dot .egg wants us to be like... like two sentences like in and I get interrupted. Oh. Two sentences. Oh, is you still here? Two sentences. <laughs> oh, come on. I give you more than two. I counted at least four Yeah, you were talking over the first three ones. Anyway, <laughs> um, let's see what we have for a bit of news and fluffery. Let's see if I can get this Stop one right. Stop saying that if you don't mean it. Uh, I don't know what I mean because I lost my window now. Okay. Oh, here it is. Okay, okay. So, news and fluffery from this week. Um, Jeremiah Peshka tweeted, If anyone can hear you chewing, you've officially failed at life. Okay. <laughs> it reminds me... Makes of, me crazy. Of... In a bad way. Our exchange student. She used to just chew with her mouth open. I just sit there. I just sit there at dinner going. Close your freaking mouth. You're 15 for crying out loud. Close your mouth. Evidently, that's not a big deal in China. No. Um, we tried explaining very gently that it kind of was a big deal here, especially to me. Which seems weird because they've got such a politeness thing going on over there, right? It seems like showing people your three-quarter chewed food would just be like well beyond the bounds well, of good taste. Well, maybe it's impolite to look. Have you ever considered that? <laughs> Everybody eats like this. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, then the food falls out. I've actually got big, um, big news for people we know sequel chicken and his wife are gonna have twins really they are so pregnant i didn't even know he could get it up wait what <laughs> <laughs> no but apparently they've been trying for a while and they found out i think in december that it was twins and they're very excited they posted this very very cute picture of uh, just from about the knees down 
his legs and feet, her legs and feet, and two little pairs of baby shoes on the ground. I was like, oh my So, congratulations, Sequel Chicken, and I've suddenly forgotten his wife's handle. Mm, somebody from the chat room will help me, because they love um, me, and I'm not. <clears throat> so, Yes, yeah. and she has already told him no summit next year, so. Oh, Kel wow. Surprise. I, I, I imagine you mean this year, don't you, Gator? Because, see, December, <laughs> yeah, it's probably... You know. Yeah. Hmm. I figured as much. So number one, when you're with somebody like me, you don't have to try. So I always hear about these couples that are trying, and I'm like, Dude, yeah, I don't know what that's like. Not cool, man. Not cool. Um. You should have talked to me, buddy. I could have made you a man. What? <laughs> Chicken would laugh I'll you, and I'll make hug you him a, and make you a real man, baby. Geek Drew <laughs> posted this a week or two back. Me. What date is daylight savings time? Siri. You have no events on your calendar. Me. Siri, <laughs> you are worthless. Siri, I know. I will remind you. <laughs> <laughs> very, very often. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. And we've been getting some very nice praise from Sean Melton on Twitter, who is apparently watching our videos like the wind. Really? Yeah. So, thanks, Sean. Huh. So it's a lot of... <laughs> he puts it on and he just sort of goes... <laughs> so, okay, cool. So he's been going to our site and watching our videos. Yeah, and I think uh, plural site as well, but I'd have to go back and look to make sure. Okay, I just don't have that kind of time. Well, good for him. I know, right? You'll be a better DBA because of it. And I've got somebody that I'm, I'm, I've got a junior DBA that I'm kind of teaching, and so we had this big discussion today about stored procedures and a few other things, and she starts asking these questions, and I'm like, well, I cover that in this video, I'll send it to you, and then something else comes up, well, I cover that in this video, I'll send that to you. It's really nice to be able to say that. I wound up sending her three of my sessions. You need to watch Untang Unraveling Tangled Code, that's the last one, you need to watch uh, the, the Brush Up, and you need to watch this other one. And you need to watch my, you need to watch my session that Sean did on, <laughs> um, you know, that's funny, because I, I had, I, I, don't know if it's in here, but I had something that I was thinking about today that, wow, it's... Novice Chef. Thank you, guys. <clears throat> it's amazing how many videos on how many vast things that we've done. We've got some stuff. Even, even, and, and scripts, too, because I, I found a script today for something that I was that I haven't done in, in quite some time. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, I, didn't I write a PowerShell to do something like that a while back? I don't want to redo that, damn it. So I spent like two minutes... And damn, it was right where it should be, and I plugged it in, and the damn thing worked, and I was just like, yes! Ugh! I just I just love having all this stuff done, you know? I mean, so many diversified things that we've scripted and, and videoed and all of that. There, there hasn't been a question in SQL in quite some time that I've gotten, on admin anyway, right? That I didn't say, oh yeah, I've got a video on that. Mm -hmm. And when I mean quite some time, I mean like three years. Yeah. I mean, my God, there's just so much. Anyway, what about my pre-con? Um, something good. Fluffy Allen, SQL OKC, wondering if the Enterprise DBA pre-con is good for someone who's been in large corporate shops for about two years. Yes. Especially. Yes. We're doing a pre-con at Oklahoma City, SQL Saturday. You yes. totally come. Especially. I mean... Because you've been there, because you've been doing that for two years, it doesn't mean... I, I hate to say it like it's going to sound, but it doesn't mean that you've been doing it right. Yeah, and, it, and you don't have all the enthusiasm sucked out of you yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But 
The stop, stuff that we the stuff that we cover in the precon. Don't break it. Don't you, you broke it. Yeah, I know. The stuff we cover in the precon is so badass. I mean, it really will take your Enterprise DBA not even to the next little level. It'll take it up five levels up, won't it? I mean, yeah. I don't know how you rate these things, but let's go ahead and say thirty levels. And I'm not exaggerating either. It's it's one of the best things I've ever done. I'm I'm really proud of that precon, and there's. There's so much more I could do with it if, if only I had more than a day, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so while you chew... I just inhaled a little piece. <clears throat> ...and choke a little bit, there's there's actually a, a somewhat new breaking story. So I'm taking this... I, I talked a little bit behind the scenes, but I'm just going to go ahead and take this from, from the, the public face of Twitter. Um, Rob Farley apparently woke up this morning out in Aussie land... Uh, straight to an email from Pass telling him that he needed to change his Pass Summit bio and abstract. And okay. Did we ever find out what that was about? For the he, I, I saw I saw what they were, and there's it's so mild, it's so mild, and that's that's well that's all I'm comfortable saying because you know there's behind the scenes stuff and all that kind of thing. But basically, um. Here, so he, he said, changed insult to interact with, uh, and that's probably about the harshest thing that was in there. I don't know if you guys know Rob Farley. He's he's a goof, and he tends to, I think he fancies himself kind of a stand-up comedian kind of thing. That's how he does a lot of his, his sessions. But, like, one of the cleanest stand-up, I mean, he doesn't, doesn't actually watch our show because he doesn't care for foul language and every time he every time it comes up he's like oh i'm so sorry and i'm like i don't care you don't like it it's fine it's not a big deal the idea that that guy is the one that got called down for his abstract in bio is so amusing to me and i just don't know honestly whether to try and take the devil's advocate side of well you know it's it's not a club they have to watch out for the larger picture of professionalism and you can't necessarily have jokes because some people misunderstand and the other side of me which is just and, this is, and these are assery. people that let buck woody speak for years he doesn't swear in sessions he doesn't he? swear but he has i've heard him make very very racist and 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 uh, uh what's the word racy Racist and <laughs> sexually something jokes. Sure. I'm just, I mean, stuff that I would just, that I was just sitting there going, I'm blackballed? Yeah, I know. I would never say anything like We've this. We've got some disbelief in the chat, and Alan says, Rob is so inoffensive, seriously, totally nice guy. I know, right? He really, really is. He's, he, anyway. Um, okay, so, so a little bit of that, and... Uh, it's been rejected in its current form. The undo submit button has been pressed. For the record, Pass didn't ask me to pull my submission. Just we request, respectfully request that you edit your abstract and biography. What kind of thing wrong with this biography? I don't. I, I think something about I don't know. Again, very mild, jokey stuff. Yes, fluffy, sexist. That's the word I was looking for. Well, I'll refer to you as Monsieur Ronald. Monsieur Ronald. I. I missed that one. But, um... Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Um, but, yeah, and and I, I don't know that I totally get this one, but it says, uh, I think I'm, I'm thinking of submitting a talk for past called Warning I Have an Accent. It would be about collation, temp DB, indexing, etc. I love it. His, uh... 
his uh, collation talk is phenomenal. Yeah. You saw part of it in in, in uh, sequel bits. He gave the. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Well, you know me, I I have not much love for the past selection process or the people that get on there because it's no. just it's so high censorship. I mean, it's just they go so overboard. Um. You know, all you need is somebody from another country to come in and say, well, this word rhymes with a word that means something bad in my language, and they'll make you either pull it or, you know, get you kicked out of MVP or something for almost cursing in another language. I mean, it's it's really getting bad at how ridiculous they're getting at, at just naysaying every little... They're sucking all the fun out of it, right? Mm. I mean, there's some real fun to be had, and they just... Mm. Well, you know, that's why we do some of our own stuff. But yeah, I, I, I always say it's your private event, so to speak. It's your business event, and you can run it however you want, and I can have opinions about the way you run it. It's awesome. Um, let's see. Sessions are going to be different yet again. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't submitted to hardly anything yet because I am now... It's the end of February. I'm going to call this a full-on paralysis. This is the teacher's edition of Writer's Block. Every time I approach a topic or rewriting, you know what I need to do? I just need to rewatch my old sessions. And I just haven't been able to make myself do it yet. Yep. Anyway. Yeah, Alan, Evian is the only bottled water I'll drink. <laughs> it is. I know that. Well, why are you laughing at me then? I'm not laughing at you. I'm amusing at the amusing. <clears throat> I'm amusing. Let's just leave it at that. Let's see what else we've got. You got something? Yes. Well, before we get fully on IT topics, right? Mm-hmm. The house is filled with a lovely aroma tonight. Yeah, it is. Quite the lovely. Now, I know some of you guys are gonna balk at this initially. Balk. Well, <laughs> say it with its PR name first. I am making super extra tender roast beef. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. With orange. Oh, yeah. Put with a little orange. Bit, a little bit of that on the wide noodles with the sour cream on top. Oh. So good. I'm really so looking good. forward to so this. So good. And this is extra, extra, extra tender roast beef. It just falls apart. It's beautiful. And how do we get it so extra tender? Already. Jim, how do we get it so extra tender? It's tough. It's, it's tongue. tongue. Beef Guys, tongue is you've, really good. If you've never had beef tongue, oh my god. And let me put it this way. If you've had beef tongue, beef tongue and you don't like it, it's because you haven't had it done right. The first time I had, and I think this is, I'm remembering this right, the first time I had beef tongue was in France. We had flown mm -hmm. in. It was. We had crashed. It was actually in Paris. We, we got up. Not we, actually crashes and went to sleep, but. Well, we, you crashed and I tried. Crashed, we woke up, we wandered around, we did the lunch thing, we wandered around to find a restaurant, and well, you were like, this place looks good. Well, let me understand, you said we flew into Paris and crashed. <laughs> <laughs> so like I, had to, I, I okay. had to kind of... <laughs> we fell asleep crashed, not plane crashed. Um, it was more like a phone crash, but never mind. And and they brought it out, if I remember right, in this beautiful stone bowl. God, I got a thing for bowls. Was that that, or am I just it was, mixing memories It was now? stainless steel. Was it really? Yeah. That's okay. Well, but it was, but it was a nice little casserole, and and that one had the lovely, um, beefy tomato sauce with the veggies in it. And I actually, huh. 
No, we came we came home and I actually made that for you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And you were like, oh my god, it's just like it was in Paris. I said, yeah, I know the recipe. I am really surprised. Tongue is tender, so zippy. I've only <clears> had it on a salted, kosher, and kosher-style places. Wow, I didn't know, and Alan says, tongue is kosher. Who knew? Yeah, he fixes it like a roast. You soak it for a long time, and then you thing, and then yeah. you thing. And... Okay, so <clears throat> for those of you who are interested... Yeah, tongue is just beef. <clears throat> if you... The, no mouse the, here. The, the, the place where most people go wrong is they don't soak it first. Tongues have to be bled. So you cover it in really cold water. Ice helps to keep the temperature down, right? For at least a day. Two or three times throughout that time, you'll go in there and you'll see a pool of blood in the bottom. Dump it out. Refresh the water. <coughs> don't let it just sit down there in the bottom of the blood, right? Don't act all grossed out. you fixed steak before. <clears throat> Shut up. Unless you're vegetarian, in which case, go ahead and be grossed yeah, out. Yeah, right? So, you bleed the tongue for at least a day. A day and a half wouldn't suck, right? And then make it like you would any roast. Mm-hmm. Um... It can be done better, but if you have a good Yankee pot roast recipe or something, that works really well. Now, when it's done, you have to take it out, let it cool, peel off that nasty outer scratchy skin. Ta taste buddy skin on the outside of it, because that's disgusting. Trim the fat off, and literally get the sharpest knife you can, because if it's not really sharp, it'll just crumble. I keep trying to scroll properly, and I'm having a hard time. I'm trying to get to what Nick said. First world problems. And I can't find it. I've only had beef tongue fresh in the cow. <laughs> what? <laughs> Gonna need a little more expansion on that story. Exactly, Alan. Some people just can't get past the thought of eating tongue as meat. That's why I tell people it's extra it's extra it's tender, tender roast. roast beef and they go, "Wow, you're right. This is fabulous." Well, and I usually let them lying. eat it for a couple three months before I tell them it's it tongue. It is roast beef. Yeah. And that's that's I won't say that's what got me over it, but I I I was in France and when you're in France for the first time, you try food, right? Even though I'm was never a try foodie kind of person. I'm getting better. But yeah, yeah I'm definitely one of those people that's like, "Ooh, that's a this. Ooh, sweetbreads. Ooh, tongue." Ah. So it takes me a long time to get over those things, but oh god, it's so good. Even now, I'm like, ew, tongue. Yeah, screw it. It's so good. Aww. Yeah, yeah. Kiddo's like that too. She was raised on it, and she loves it. Yeah, that's fabulous. I, I love it when, when a kid like that can can be raised on something and just go, my god, this is great. And yeah, like you said, with the noodles, because I like mine with the noodles and then extra pepper, and oh my god, it's so good. Mm -hmm. So anyway, the house is full of that smell tonight, and it's mm -hmm. just lovely. It is lovely. Ah, so Carry on. It is your turn. There's a story uh, probably forwarded by Boing Boing on thenextweb.com. 4G data. The USA is second slowest, while Australia is fastest. Open Signal has re released a report today looking at the state of LTE coverage and speeds around the world. Contrary to what you might expect, not all LTE networks perform comparably. I don't think any of us in the chat room or in this room, even the dog, probably knew that. But it's nice to have the formal, here's your report. Um, 
While 4G is a convenient term for consumers to get their heads around, the performance of networks being rolled out in different countries is widely variable, etc., etc. For example, the data shows that in the U.S., 4G download speeds have dropped from an average of 9.6 megabytes per second in the second half of 2012 to 6.5 for 2013, a decline of more than 30%, etc., etc. No particular operator seems to be at fault of dragging the average down either. The report notes that the USA networks uniformly perform poorly for speeds, with MetroPCS recording the slowest speeds of all eligible networks. Who? MetroPCS. Ah, yes. So, there you go. The Philippines, if you were wondering, is the slowest, um, with an average speed of 5.3 megabytes per second. You can get the rest of that article on the nextweb.com. So, I'm just kind of putting that out there. Nextweb.com. Slow 4G. I think Alan could tell us a lot about that. He's, uh, he goes all over the place. He's already with the whole 3, 3.5 gig 4G (laughs) share. Or 3.5G, not 3.5 gig. (laughs) <laughs> anyway. So, what should we talk about now? Well, <clears throat> let's get on to a little bit of business, shall we? Really? I've been doing some training stuff lately. Okay. And I came across one that is an absolute favorite. And I wanted to share it with everybody because it is so good. It's not going to be any surprise to anybody whatsoever, right? Mm-hmm. That Itzik has a fabulous course on uh, Microsoft Online Learning, mm-hmm. and it's on the Apply Operator. And the, you know the man, he just has a way of explaining things, right? He just makes everything look so easy. Yep. But if you want an excellent uh, course on, and it's about, I think the whole thing is about three hours. But if you want an excellent course on the ins and outs of the apply operator, then go to, here, I've got a, a thing somewhere. Where the hell's, oh, there it is. It keeps coming up on the screen. You can just search for Microsoft Learning. Yeah, well, you go to Microsoft.com slash learning, and down there you can go to Microsoft Virtual Academy, and then just search for apply or itzik or something, right? And it comes right up. Or go to SQL and it comes right up. But I, I strongly advise that you watch that if you want to know the ins and outs and see some really cool stuff on the Apply Operator. Really, really good stuff. Yeah, I watched the first part of it. It's really good. I just... It really gets going in the second part. Yeah, well, it did not get going. Well, you know, there was a little bit of stuff at the beginning. You were like, come on, come on. Yeah, the first few minutes. But after that, he's all rock and roll. Let's see what I was going to talk about next. No, not that one. Wait. While you're doing that. Yes, please. I would like to officially announce that SkyDrive is gone and OneDrive is here. Yes. We have one drive. We have one. One. Mm, of them. Eins. Okay. Microsoft drove you it's once. It's German. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yes. I started getting emails last week on, you know, hey, OneDrive is coming. And every time I say OneDrive, I think OneNote. And I just, I have to translate it in my head. Um, OneDrive, glory. Now, I like the way they do this because, I mean, how else are you going to do it, right? They're sending out these press releases um, because we all know what happened. You know, they had a a trademark infringement with somebody in Europe, right? Mm -hmm. And so they're being forced to change it. 
and, news of all things. Yeah. And so when I'm getting my, my reports, when I'm getting my, my uh, press releases, you know, they're saying, OneDrive is coming. Yes, the, the fabulous online cloud storage that you've come to love, SkyDrive, is changing its name for the better because it really reflects better what we're trying to do in the thing. And I'm just like, yeah, whatever. But it beats, but it beats because we nicked somebody else's name and they're suing us for it. <laughs> what is it, it anyway. with Microsoft and naming and renaming shit? I mean, that's really become a thing. This one's not their fault. I'll give them that. This but. one's not their fault, but it is an overall thing. And I'm trying to think of an analogy. It's like, it's you know what it strikes me as? It's kind of like a girl in a relationship just bringing back new relationship books from the bookstore. This one's going to fix us. No, this one. You know, this name will be perfect. It reminds me of the dinosaurs. The, you know. The, the TV red, show? The red pill. No, actual dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember my days with the stegosauri. Um, Good times. Let's go have some party. <laughs> I don't have voice. Um, ben checked me. No, no, no. Those were ticks. Okay. Um, so... Anyway, it reminds me of dinosaurs when they were when the kid got sick and they're like, "Here, have the red pill. It's only like eight hundred dollars, and that doesn't work." Well, here, have the blue one. Well, how do I know this is gonna work? Cause this is blue. <laughs> you know, fair point. <laughs> right. There you go, Sean. Stop grooming her. Well, you know, don't tell him that. I love it when he brushes. Well, that's my why hair. I did that. Oh, okay. Ha. Oh, well, I thought You're that was behind the, the times. All right, I'm behind the times. So anyway, OneDrive is here. Um, it already says, I already got a, an update on my phone, and it doesn't say SkyDrive anymore. Oh, you lost your OneDrive, your SkyDrive. I, I don't even know what's what. But anymore. now I only have one of them, so I don't have to keep up with all, the entire sky. we just call sky. it Cloudy Drive? That'd Cloud Drive. We can call it iCloud Drive. And, and, and <laughs> that way we can force another name change soon. It keeps the marketing machine in business, you know, if they're constantly changing names. iCloud Google Drive. I'm really... Now, I've been thinking about this for a long time. I'm really, really surprised that they haven't changed the name of SQL Server yet. Hmm. I've well, really they, been expecting something like SQL... I don't know. What would you say? Oh SQL... God, let's think about this for a minute. SQL Rapture, or... Oh, that's good. Um, no, no, no. SQL... Hang on, hang on. Um, SQL Messiah. SQL just, Fridge Box. No, it's kind of Because it's be fun, just, and you can get in it. See... Now, as databases go, Oracle is a beautiful name. It's a good name. It's it it says a couple things, right? How about SQL Muse? See, no, that's not too bad, right? Microsoft One and, Muse. And ooh, we really got something here. Uh, Microsoft One SQL. Mm. Um. So anyway, uh, I've been thinking about that for a long time. Just going, you know, especially early on. SQL servers, it doesn't really, it, it doesn't really roll off the tongue, does it? Mm-mm. SQL server, SQL. Let's. What about music uh, analogy? SQL harmony, SQL orchestra, SQL. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I know SQL Redgate. <laughs> <laughs> SQL Rockstar. Wait, shit, that's taken. SQL Never mind. Oracle. SQL OneDrive. <laughs> <laughs> SQL OneDrive. Oh my god, because that's brand synergy. Brand synergy. I think I just call it SQL DB. Synergy. I know. And the thing is, I'm glad they haven't renamed it now. Yeah. Back then, it would have been fine to rename it something catchy, right? If mm -hmm. they could have found something really catchy. SQL Pop-Tarts. But these days, 
it would be Microsoft T-SQL Server Online Transaction Processing Cloudy and Sky Business and Intelligence Cloud Driving Server. I mean, my God, it would be so incredibly fucking long, it wouldn't even be worth it, right? SQL Bacon, SQL Patchless... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, one sequel. One sequel. Hey, there I you go. I said that. I know, but it looks so much better on the screen. Ooh. <laughs> I kind of like sequel titties. Sequel boobs. You know what that reminds me of? That reminds me of the Oneaters. Yes. <laughs> no, no, it's the Wonders. It looks like Oneaters. <laughs> <laughs> sequel data in a box. <laughs> we could make a song You gotta about do that. something cool like sequel Terminator or... Ooh. Well, that sounds that sounds like a really cool product that you want to inflict on other people's instances. Hmm. So you know, and they could change it every couple of releases to to go with you know. See, they could call it something like SQL Twitter Server or something like that. SQL Twitter. <laughs> Ooh, I want SQL Twitter. SQL Plus. <laughs> Microsoft Database Services On-Prem for OLTP. Well, because it's not all for OLTP. Except they would spell out OLTP. Online. They would expand trans, it. Um, transgender OLTP processing. Because OLTP is spelled out, but they would, they would expand <laughs> it. <laughs> How do you abbreviate that? The O is very skinny. See, now they could do something like really cool, like I less than... SQL or something like that. Oh, that'd be They could neat. call it something. They could name it something. Twitter yeah, but you related. can't hashtag that. You can't hashtag a symbol. Oh yeah. Nope. Not unless it's a. I think you can hashtag a dash. Somebody check this for me. Um. Somebody no, make us can. some money. Um. Have them name it. MCM uh, for life. Uh, SQL Midnight DBA and. Or just SQL Midnight. Yeah, but that wouldn't do us any good. Yeah, it would because. Except that we already have. It's as similar to to SkyDrive as that thing over in Europe or whatever it was. <laughs> that so, actually was SkyDrive. No, it was something else. SkyDoos. See? Yeah, but didn't they have, like, other a things? A drive. They drove yeah. people places. Anyway, I have a tip. Robert's here. I have a I have a tip. PowerShell tip. Oh. I do. And this comes from, okay, I tried to make this into a blog, and then I just got really excited, so I just kept growing and growing, and I, I need to go back and, like, chill down again. She has a tip. <laughs> That expanded and grew and grew and grew when she got excited. Carry on. I think that's called an erection. But don't worry. They got pills for everything now. Alright. Um, so, dollar sign error. So if you do a search for PowerShell error handling, you're going to find a whole bunch of articles about, you know, introduction to and tutorials on and best practices. But the thing that got me really excited was and PowerShell has an automatic variable called just error, and it's dollar sign error. And it's like error message or error number in SQL, only instead of just keeping the last error, it keeps, it's an array, it keeps a history of the errors in your, your open terminal or in your open program, you know, whatever you've got going. Um, so clearly, session. session. So, you know, if you set, shut down the window and open up it again, then error is cleared out again. But um, you know, good for catching the text of the error and logging it and, and throwing it. It's got more information than the SQL stuff does. Um, you've got you've got a list of things you can do with it. Uh, error invocation info will give you the context that it was run in, what line it happened on, that sort of thing. Um, you could use that information conditionally if you wanted to, but um, I just kind of wanted to point that out. It's called the error automatic variable for PowerShell. Oh yeah. Yeah. Let me guess, you have videos on it. 
He's going to MayNotDeviate.com. This is not a good sign. I don't have videos on it. You have I don't think I do. Video on it. I don't think I did a video on that. Then what are you looking up? Well, I've got something very similar. Okay. That I wanted to I wanted to bring up real quick. So stall. So this week it's been very nice outside. Actually, this is a thing. Very briefly, that we've had the windows and doors open for a week, and the house has never smelled so good. When you have dogs and stuff in here, you just sort of get used to. Oh, the house smells like dog and people, and you know now the house is all nice and aired out. Wasn't this a nice interlude? How's the weather where you are, guys? Let's see. They're still talking about the tip. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess Skynet was taken. Well, yes, Skynet was taken, Irish. Seriously? You're still looking? Well, if this one, if this isn't it, then I thought I wrote this down, but I may have just done it in a, in a tip here. But anyway, you can... Uh, uh, there's, a, there's a special way that you have to get SQL errors. You can... When you, when you run uh, SQL stuff and it... And Via PowerShell? Yes. Okay. And it and it returns the SQL error. Yeah. It won't just give you the SQL error. A lot of times you have to you have to trap it and then go through all the sub errors in PowerShell. Hmm. I thought I posted that, but I guess but I can't find it. Bummer. But I remember doing that somewhere. Maybe it is a video. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> I don't it know. is. Maybe it's in draft or something. I'll check. Okay. Um, um kind of out of material here. Let's see what I've got in. No, don't be out of material. You're fine. Stuff that I've emailed myself. Uh, that's too depressing. We haven't done that one yet. Okay, I'm, I'm going to post a link. F and for you, you, like you out oh, there are just going to have to search for it. I can't find it. I'll have to, it I, I did it somewhere, I know. From Reddit, somebody uh, put together a, a set of drawings. R-rated movie scenes drawn in the style of a cute kid's book. Yeah, you know, that wasn't as good as I thought it was going to oh, be. Oh, I loved it. I thought it was great. And I'm trying to think if you're at, if you're playing along at home on the recording and you want to get to this, it's imgur.com slash a slash t7ig3. And I'll post this in the chat room. Uh, if I had thought about this beforehand, I would have had Freddy put them up behind us. Yeah, well, you didn't. Nope, sure didn't. That's for the chat room. So, stop playing around your computer. We've got a show to do. I'm not playing. Damn it, I'm obsessing. Well, obsess on something we can talk about. Okay, so let's see. OneDrive is out of here. Mm -hmm. So, all right. I want to talk about uh, DBA skills. This is a topic that we haven't touched on in probably two or three years. So the skills that a DBA should have, I find it quite often uh, that, that a DBA should definitely have front-end skills, mm -hmm. right? Uh, it helped me. Transmission and uh -huh, uh -huh. shocks and that sort of thing. It happened to me just today that my front end skills came in handy because they were saying, well, uh, you know, we need to make this change. How hard is that going to be on the front end? If, if you do this, how hard is it going to be to make this change on the front end? And I said, well, it should be like that. I can't think of any way that they would program it on the front end that it wouldn't be like that, right? Sure. Um, and I wouldn't know that if I hadn't done any front-end coding, especially quite a bit in .NET. Now, you look at some of the sites I've done, and I'm not a very good front-end, I'm not a very good front-end design guy. It just got away from me, right? It got away fast. 
Um, well, the years fly by. I mean, even more, even more so than basic HTML with all the different screen sizes and all the different resolutions that everybody's using now, and it just and all the different browsers, just all the different combinations of everything you have to check for and do the thing and floating and devices and the thing. It just got away from me, man. I don't know how to code shit on the front end anymore. But I can do the back of the front end sort of thing, right? There are so many front end back end jokes in the chat room night right now. Yeah, I know. Because we're not doing that on purpose at all. Nope. Um, but anyway, so knowing how to do something like C Sharp uh, or even just... Or even just VB, right? Knowing what the front-end coders have to go through and how they think and why they're always doing things in cursors instead of set operations uh, really, really helps. You can talk to them in their language and you can you can tell the bosses when they're being full of it. Yeah. You know? no, that's not going to take you three weeks to do. Come on. Yeah, exactly. Dude, I could give, give me the damn code. I could do it in two minutes. Come on, man. And that's not knowing anything. Like, one thing that I've always wondered... <clears throat> when you go to change a, a database connection uh, in, in, a fr you know, in a front end, you go, well, we could do this. And they go, well, we'd have to change the database connection. It would take us you know, three weeks to go through all the code and, and, change the, and change the reference to the server. And I remember at my last big job, I actually stood up, raised my hand, and said, why the fuck can't you use search and replace? It's a .NET site. Visual Studio can do search and replace through the whole goddamn solution. Why can't you use search and replace? Why isn't that a two-minute operation? Every one of the devs that were over there telling us how long it would take kept their mouth shut, didn't say a single word, never, ever, ever answered the question. It's probably best that they didn't. No, no. Why can't you just search and replace? For that server name, replace it with that server name. If you don't want to do a replace all, then find them and replace it as, you know what I mean? I mean, and why the hell? Why are you yelling? Because I'm, they're, they're getting me. It's rant time. And why the hell do you have the goddamn server name in so many places anyway? Haven't you ever heard of a config file? What the hell's your problem? Web.config, stupid. That one really, really gets me. Why you would hard code the server name in 1100 places in your code is just even back when in QBasic, if they were to connect to a database back then, <laughs> you would do Thank that. You. you would do that kind of thing once, maybe twice, and then go, dude. Why is the gun pointed at me? I know, right? Go ahead. Dude, it's pointed at the developer using the. Uh... I'm tired of I'm tired of changing the things. Can't I just put it in one place, like at the top, and save it in a variable and, and use it everywhere? Wouldn't that be smarter? One of the talks we I had variables had, back then. One of the talks I had today with the junior DBA was about simplicity in coding, um, and we were talking about the difference between rebar versus uh, row set in SQL. Right. Okay. And about encapsulation, how, you know, how, when, if this, in programming, it's a good idea to have um, one thing call another, call another, whereas in SQL, you know, if you have a view that calls a view that calls a view that makes more work, and uh, I've said two, two separate things are encapsulation and that. But she was talking about simplicity and how, when she first opened up a stir procedure that she had to look at and saw that it called another that called another, then she got really frustrated. And she said, now why isn't it all just in one stir procedure? That would be so much simpler as DBAs, you know, that's what we're for is, is trying to, it's simplicity, right? I'm kind of paraphrasing. I'm like, mm -hmm. well, yeah, but 
the problem is there's more than one definition of simplicity. You know, on the one hand, yes, it would definitely be much simpler in this case to have all the code for what you're doing all in one place, all I in like one line. Sippy's dry. Dry, don't repeat yourself? In reference to what? Anything. It's a nice acronym. Oh, fair enough. Um, uh, damn it, every time you do that, you throw me off what I was saying. Uh, plus, they're still talking about manscaping. Um, but the problem with that is... What if you've got distinct pieces of code that are going to be used in other places? You know, now you've got to repeat code and maintain both of those. And on top of that, now you've got this massively long SP, which is not in and of itself evil. You don't necessarily have to have all of your stored procedures under 25 lines. I don't necessarily go for that. But a stored procedure should do more or less a thing, a concept. You know, I need to update this table. Well, that's a thing. I need to add a person to the database. Well, if that requires updating three tables, that's fine it's to be in one store procedure. You're still doing a thing. Yeah. So it was just a really nice discussion today about the, the differences of simplicity and how, especially as a newbie, you wouldn't necessarily know Yeah. that's not simpler. I had that talk with a dev not too long ago where, you know, we were talking about nesting functions, right? Um actually nesting views and functions and how how thick it gets so fast because you know like you said it's it's compartmentalizing right it's it's componentizing you you make components into these things and it's and it's absolutely lovely mm -hmm. you've got a view the the process the thought process follows a very good logic mm -hmm. right you're normalizing your queries What's wrong with that? You normalize databases all the time, right? DRY, don't repeat yourself, right? I've got this code over here that does all these joins. I shouldn't have to recreate that everywhere. I'm going to use a view for it because mm -hmm. that's the perfect place to put a view when I want to obscure that kind of thing, right? And I don't want to have to rewrite it and rewrite it. And, re and, if, my, and if my logic ever changes, then I change it in one place and everything else automatically cascades down to it. It's a beautiful theory, but... <laughs> and I do mean but, right? It, it's not the, the kind of theory that holds up in practice because, you know, it's like, it's like prostitution, mm -hmm. right? The theory from a business standpoint is phenomenal, right? You've got a product that you can sell again and again and again sure. and again, and it never goes bad. You just sell it again and again. It's a beautiful business model, but in, in, in practice, it doesn't really work out that well, right? So, um, <clears throat> Gen Plus Plus, I like it. Um, <laughs> so, you know, the, the whole view thing is, is fine until somebody else calls that view, and then somebody else calls that view, and then somebody else creates a view. They go, well, I've, I've got the same problem. I've got to, you know, I've got this thing with five joins, and I don't want to have to write all those joins and change the thing, and it needs the things that you've already done, so I'll just call your view, and then, you know, so on and so on. And you get the same thing with these functions. We get a function that gets called by another function mm -hmm. that gets called by another function next thing you know and that gets called by an sp right and that may be wrapped up into a view at one point right the function may be wrapped up into a view and and for all we know this base level function calls a view that's been nested three times it just oh my god man it just gets out of hand so fast and so we were talking about the difference between component componentizing code versus 
versus versus uh, duplicating it everywhere. Sure. And it's a really tough line to draw. It is. I mean, even in the minion database, I've I've had to make some really big decisions on whether to make components out of things, or or to just spell out the code and and go through the hit of changing it every single time if I ever want to change the logic, right? So it's it, it's a decision you have to make every single time, and I don't think it's something that you can just sit down as an organization and say, we're going to componentize everything, because then you get 3,000 components and nobody knows where anything is, and then you start getting duplicates and triplicates and whatnot. Every place I've been in that's done that mm -hmm. has ended up with, you know, 17 functions that do the exact same damn thing with different names, because... It is no bueno. Because, you know, I didn't know those others existed, and I thought we needed one, and that's just, you know, that's... You, you can't stop that. Anyway, I'm... I'm I'm beating it to death, but yeah, that's a, right. it's a really tough decision to make. And I think if you were gonna make, if if you were gonna make a new session, I think that you should make that really part of it. Is is how to componentize things and the decisions you have to make, and and you know how would you seriously go about making those decisions, and and is there a better way to let the the developing the developing community at your company at large aware of the things that you've of the components that you've made that's a really big problem that, that you know would be nice to be able to get around so i'll shut up you're fine they're still talking about man manscaping guys <laughs> i'm glad to see we can be so uh riveting well you know manscaping is a very important so, topic for for our day past speaker submissions are officially underway yep. and those are due March 19th I gotta get on it yeah we gotta we, we both gotta get something huh wait what are we talking about now I know right <laughs> I got a new computer this week you did you what did you I guess you're not gonna tell me what you decided to name it um on the show n no I don't I don't mind because it's my personal computer oh, okay uh, I named it BendyCon. Nice. That was my favorite. Yeah. I got Yogacon, that's the good name, and he got BendyCon, yeah. that's also a good name. Yeah. So, the reason I got a new computer, because I know you you're, you guys are saying, but Sean, you just got a brand new computer, and it's this one right here. And yes, it is. But, kiddo's computer crapped out. And I mean, it is dead. Really, really died. After all these years, she got some good use out of it too, she right? Did. It's been like five, six years, right? It's yeah. been a while. So after all the and it's big, it's one of those big, one of those old big Sony Vios that had six gigs of RAM. And I remember at the time I was like, oh my God, six gigs, that's amazing. Um, but it's one of those big, big ass full things with the 7200 speed drives and all that. And so now she's getting a, a lovely, you know, 256 gig SSD with eight gigs of RAM. And and it, it's a nice little box. There's nothing wrong with it. So I figured instead of getting her a brand new box, I would get myself... Who are you, Dot Egg? <laughs> what are you doing here? I would. I, I figure, I've had enough of your presence. I figure instead of instead of getting her a brand new box, and because my box is less than a year old, yeah, there's still nothing wrong with it. It's a beautiful box. I'll wipe it completely clean for her and all that. But anyway, I thought I'd get a new box, and because the only Bendy. I've only got two complaints about this. Um, one is the keyboard is ass. I just you know the keyboard just drives me bananas. Right? I'm 
It probably won't drive her bananas that much because she's not a typist. No. So she'll probably be okay with it. And two, the only other problem I have with it is it just... It's it's nice and light and I love it, but it just... I feel like I'm going to break it every time I touch it. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, this one's, this one's a little bit more solid. This doesn't bend. <laughs> when right. you pull on it a little bit. Right. This That's thing right here just thin. just oh, God, twists and do it just drives me bananas how how That's the box of the <laughs> <laughs> so weird. So anyway, that's the only other reason is is just cuz other than that I have no problems with the box at all. I've monopolized. Go. No, you're totally fine and I'm Let's see. Well, that's the that's the problem is I've been a little bit out of it this week. I took a couple of days off for the boys' birthday. Um, work Wednesday was not. Last three days have not been eventful. I'll say that. Although I did, I did. I, I don't remember if I said this already. I did introduce the junior DBA to Camtasia because she came up with the idea. Oh, we've got to document this process. Wouldn't it be great if we could record the screen? Do we have something that'll just record the screen? And I'm like, yeah, download the Camtasia Yo, trial. Yeah, no. Here, I wrote this. She... That'll be two hundred dollars loves it. She's like, I'm geeking out. I'm like, dude, I know, right? I fully support that kind of geeking out. You want to hear something funny? Yeah. <coughs> Wait. No, I changed my mind. Oh, damn. No, yeah, go ahead. Oh, fine. So, when I was back at IW, get my drink. I got the, uh, I, I, I blogged when I, when I first started uh, really doing Camtasia for work, uh-huh. right? When I started doing all the training stuff for work, I blogged on it. Oh, mm-hmm. it's really cool because not only can you do screen presentations and all that, but you can actually do like your DR documentation and all that stuff in Camtasia and document your processes for the new guys, right? And so instead of saying, here, sit down and read this, you know, 300-page manual on, on BS, you know, actually show people where stuff is and you can explain the big processes and all that stuff. Or you can explain this stuff to them and make an actual training thing. So I blogged on this back at when I was, uh, a lot of you guys don't know, when I was with InfoWorld Magazine. And then I started seeing, uh, I started seeing these blog posts from all the major news outlets, right? Sean McCown has Camtasia fever. Sean McCown has screencasting fever. Sean, I, I'm, I'm going to say this as, as it was said to me, okay? That I was such a big deal back then. Uh huh. That it was actually news that I had, that that actually made other people's news Aww. that I had screencasting fever, Aww. and it wasn't really that I had screencasting fever. I had it at work. That's when it dawned on me that I could do it at work, right? For that kind of thing, not just for midnight, right? But uh, uh, but I my blog on the magazine site was so damn popular. It was. It was so big. Ah, those were cool days. Back when there was real media. Yeah, back when there was real media and real, when there was real journalism, you know, real computer journalism going on. Now everybody's a blogger and nobody cares about crap. But uh, anyway, it was really cool when that was back in the day when Microsoft would fly me in and just teach me stuff for a week because they wanted the review to go well and, you know... Balmer offered me his daughter a couple times, and no, I'm kidding. But <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, but you know, God, I don't even know where to. I don't even know where to stop when I talk about this kind of stuff. It was it was nice back then for a few reasons. I never got to work for Microsoft like some of these mega badasses like Alan and Robert, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I got the next best thing. Um, you know, I got I got to be taught SIS by Donald Farmer and his team. I mean, like directly, no no flunkies, no anything. Donald, bam, right there. Here's how this. Here's the concept. Here, then I was just like, pfft, right. Yeah. Um, so I got the next best thing, and and when I used to work with all these database products, uh, whether it be Lumagent or uh, MCTA or any everybody but Idera, they were always very unhelpful. Um, I learned from the engineers when I learned Oracle. I learned Oracle <laughs> from the PM on the damn engine team. You know, same thing with Sybase. Same. Same thing with, with IBM. I learned XML and all of the engines from the head of the XML team, right? I learned Microsoft XML from Michael freaking Rice, right? I mean, it's just so... I learned from a rock. Yeah, I know, right? Fine, I'll do better. Alan says, working at Microsoft isn't the end-all be-all. As someone said once, I joined Microsoft thinking I'd find all the answers, but I had to create them. Well, I'm not saying it's the end-all be-all, but there, there are some... You, you've got you've got opportunities there that you don't have in other places. Yeah, I worked on the Microsoft support queue for SQL Server for a little under a year, and that was, I mean, okay, first off, I was totally starstruck with the place, so it had that going for it, but it was also a really cool job. It was, for, for me, that particular job, solving those problems, bringing it to the next higher up and saying, okay, I've gone through everything, help me. And getting guidance that way, the tools, the internal articles. Um, I wasn't advanced enough at the time to go through the the product bits, but I could have, I believe. Yeah, yeah, you got access to source code. Um, and and two doors down from Ken Henderson, which again, I only knew who he was through you, and you guys were friends, and I was just like, <laughs> um, no, that's something that I was gonna that that I was talking to somebody about just yesterday. That's funny because I was in the office today, Not and they Ken, but... and they. I was talking about that because they picked up Ken's book. Ah. Hey, how old is this? And I'm like, oh my God, dude, that's old but good. So I was talking to somebody about that just yesterday. They were saying that they, they got somebody in to interview uh, who was from, who'd, who'd been at Microsoft, at Microsoft support for a long time. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, I just haven't had much luck with Microsoft support. Uh all the guys I've gotten that, that have MS support on their resume have have not been good at all. I mean, they barely knew, and I don't mean they're they're not any good at SQL. I mean, they barely knew anything about SQL at all. I don't know how that's possible because, I mean, I learned so much at that gig. I really did. How do you how do you do Microsoft support and get out of it not knowing anything at all? Well, because. And this is my theory, right? It's so... You're so focused on an individual problem, it's so easy to look something up in a KB, talk somebody through something, and then go on to the next thing. Hmm. I would imagine that you have to go out of your way to really learn stuff there too, right? Um, I suppose. That's just my imagining. I, I've never worked there, so I don't know. But there's got to be something to that because... So many of the guys that I've interviewed from MS Support have have been very junior. Hmm. I've been very surprised. Not anymore. I'm like, yeah. Um. So anyway, did uh, did Dot Egg ever tell us who he was? Nope. You get to watch my show, but I don't get to you even know who you are or how you found us well, or what brought you so. to I us. I wasn't locked. I wasn't looking. Oh, <laughs> you're so entitled. 
You belong to the people I'm now. entitled to my own damn show, yeah. <laughs> you don't think Brad Pitt has the right to know who's seen his movie? Not really. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that's kind of it. We're getting there, huh? You know what? We're going to be out of town next week. We'll have to think of something. We are going to be out of town next week. We're going to have to totally figure out if we're going to do a remote or not. I think, I tell you what, I've been thinking of lately, I would really, really like to do a pre-recorded show and then just jump into the chat room if, we have, if we're able to. It's so much easier. And I've got a couple of ideas. Okay. I didn't ask you about your personality. I actually were. <laughs> I'm a very complicated person. <laughs> Why does that sound familiar? Anyway. We should. Uh, well, it's probably it's probably a, a take on Shrek or something. Uh, I don't think so. So yes, we will be. We're actually going to be at the Plural Site Author Summit next weekend. Or, as they say in German, the Plural Site Author Summit. Well said. Thank you. Hey, Freddie, are you going to be ready to play us out in a minute? Yeah. Oh yeah, the relaxing song is coming up. Yes. <sighs> All right, is there anything else? You know, I've got these two things on my set list that I have been meaning to talk about for weeks now, and they just keep getting pushed and pushed and pushed. We got a minute? No, 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 no. One of them is kind of a We've rant, so... 30 seconds? No, 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 no. 20 no. seconds? Stop it. 18? Mm. <laughs> All right. They're actually not going to be there, Alan. Huh, huh, huh. Yeah, that's where we're going. Okay, say goodnight. Party on Wayne. Party on Garth. Oh, you mean like ready? <laughs> so, party on Wayne. Party on <coughs> Garth. That white background really kills the yeah, that's right. credits. Oh. Oops, I didn't mean I'm about to whip somebody's ass Oh, I'm about to whip somebody's ass Oh, if you don't leave me alone You're gonna have to send me home Cause I'm about to whip somebody's ass